This is the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless, a weekly podcast hosted by Chris Milson, a podcast to help break the stigma of mental health and to remind everyone that it is okay to be not okay, and to remind those that they are never alone. Please also note that Chris is not a psychologist or psychiatrist and is speaking from research and experiences. Trigger warning for those for the possible explicit content and language. What's going on, Warriors, and welcome to another episode of the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless. I am your host, Chris, and before we get started on today's podcast, I just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in to the, the NAMI Mental Health Podcast. Um, I had a lot of fun recording it with Trenton, Derek, and Sean. Um, I think it's probably one of my favorite uh, re- recording sessions that I've done so far, Um Mainly just because, you know, they're, they're all really good guys. I, I felt like it was a lot of conversation that, that needed to be had. Um, I felt like uh, there was a lot of things mentioned that I feel society needs to hear. And whether or not it reaches a million people, I mean, hey, anything's possible in 10, 15 years. <laughs> um, but I, I just feel there, there's a lot of conversation in there that um, I feel needed to be said. And one of the most important things is that Trauma is not a competition. And, you know, while statistics are great to bring up and everything to help push your, you know, push your belief and uh, push the topic at hand, um, I also feel like it could be uh, counterproductive as well because, you know, like I said, it's not a competition. Uh, you know, it's not like men are trying to compete to take their lives over women. It's nothing like that at all. It's, it's a statistic that uh, should open a lot of eyes. Um, and unfortunately it goes on deaf ears. Sometimes it's just one of those things where sometimes we just get turned into a hashtag on social media and then, you know, it's on to the next month. And it's unfortunate that it's like that, but you know, that's why I'm here trying to advocate for men's mental health and just mental health, uh, as a whole, because, um, you know, it's, it's important to get the message out any way that you can. Um, so again, thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. I'm close to affiliation with Spotify. So, um, share with your friends, share with, uh, family members that, you know, could use this podcast. You know, I cover everything from men's mental health all the way to grief, uh, stress, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're looking for to have covered on a podcast. Uh, I try to do my best. Um, please leave some suggestions in the Q and a that I leave on every podcast on Spotify. Um, if you want me to cover anything specific, please do let me know because I, I would greatly appreciate any feedback I get. Um, so today's podcast, we're going to be talking about single parent households and mental health. So uh, obviously, many of you that know me know that I'm not a parent. I do not have children, but I grew up in a single parent household and that came with its trials and tribulations. So this is going to be me speaking from the child who was in a single parent household and the effects it can have on parents uh, through research that I did. And of course, a little statistics that I, I wanna throw at the beginning of the podcast as well. So just to just to segue into the statistic part of single parent households, um, let me get that out of the way for you just so it doesn't come off as robotic or anything like that. Cause that's not something that I wanna do is just read off a piece of paper and be like, 
Well, my name is Chris, and this is what's going on in today's world. <laughs> um, I watched too much Robin Williams. Forgive me. <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's drill down these statistics just so you guys can get an idea of just how. I feel like this is an eye-opening uh, conversation as well because it is something that I feel as a society, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a single parent. If the relationship doesn't work out, the relationship doesn't work out. But if I can change anything in my life, it would be to grow up with a stable household with both my mom and dad being together and them being normal. But what is normal these days, you know, because I feel like normal is just kind of thrown around as a, as a gotcha word. It's a buzzword. It doesn't exist. <laughs> um, so 23% of U.S. children under the age of 18 live with one parent and no other adults. Um you know, growing up, my parents divorced. Uh, I was eight years old. It was right when my sister was born. And growing up, going to functions with friends that had their parents together for for how, however long, you know, holidays were really rough. Um, we moved around a lot because my mom moved around a lot of relationships, you know, just things of that nature just made my situation harder because it was hard to make friends. It was hard to relate to friends that had family members or family together. Um, still to this day, you know, it it bothers me sometimes to see, you know, um, people post on Facebook, be like, oh, well, happy 60th birthday to my parents, the most loving parents I've ever had, da da da, da. Um, it, It's, you know, it's it's a little heartbreaking um, to my inner child that my parents didn't stay together. But knowing what kind of people they are today, I mean, sure, I'm glad that they're not together. But again, if if I could change anything, it would be to have any sort of stability in my life because Lord knows my parents were anything but stable, unfortunately. And, you know, um, also another sp uh, statistic I wrote on here is a quarter of the parents living in, in the U.S. today are unmarried. Um, and, you know, that goes with, uh, you know, the, the father not being around or just the kid, the parents never getting together because it didn't work out when the child was born. I've seen it all. I have friends who don't have fathers. I have friends who just don't have parents because they're adopted. Um, it's rough. You know, I'm not going to pretend like my situation's worse than others because, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, trauma is not a competition and neither is how you grew up. You know, I'm not going to say that, oh, well, I was hit harder than you were by my dad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not about that. I, I don't think uh, comparing traumas is healthy. So, um yeah it's 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 a tough conversation I feel growing up with my parents you know communication was never really a big thing talking about how how one's feeling and how the other's feeling it was just more my mom was always looking for the next best thing um and when I say best I use that word very loosely because uh you know like I mentioned she went from very many relationships to see what would benefit her and very rarely did she put her kids first. And, you know, th there's there's something uh, in this topic that I really uh, strongly want to talk about. Um, I'll, I'll mention it again towards the end of the podcast. But um, when I was when I was looking up um, some quotes to, you know, talk about or to share with you guys, like I do at the end of every podcast, every single one that I came across, and I'm not exaggerating, this, and maybe it's just because I didn't put for men on there. But every single, single parent quote that was mentioned on there was for a mother. Now, mothers are important, as, you know, 
you know, they gave birth to us. They, they give us guidance, they give us nurturing, you know, whatever uh, it is that society says our mothers are supposed to do. They're great for that. But why is it that we live in a society where we don't talk about the importance of fatherhood, of, of fathers being around? You know, the kid can turn to uh, criminal activity because he didn't have a dad to teach him what right and wrong is. You know, uh, you have kids dependent on other adults because their father didn't teach them how to change the oil of their car or whatever it is. You know, there's there's specific rules that a father can provide to a child, as is a mother. You know, a mother shouldn't have to play both roles. And I know this is controversial and this this whole topic uh, is is hard to to hear for some, but there are just as many deadbeat moms as there are deadbeat fathers, and whether or not uh, they come to light, it is a hundred percent true. My dad, while he was emotionally numb and wasn't there for me in the ways that I wish he could have been, you know, he taught me what kind of father I don't want to be when I have kids. But I think it's important to have the father in there as is important to have a mother in there. Co-parenting isn't always possible. And I'm not telling you to force a relationship with uh, your baby's father or your baby's mother. Um, but I think it's important to have a healthy two-parent household for those kids. You know, I, I can honestly say growing up with, a, with my parents being divorced screwed me up in more ways than, than not. You know, it was holidays were rough. I hated doing the two household holidays. I hated going to two different houses for Thanksgiving and wondering why my parents couldn't be there on my birthday uh, together. I remember when I was about, I want to say 19, maybe 20, somewhere around there. Uh, I wanted both my parents to be together for Christmas. And, you know, I know 20 years old is just kind of like, wow, why don't you just get over it? Your parents are divorced kind of. Um, response is what I would expect. Um, I wanted my parents to be together for uh, Christmas. It would be the first Christmas they were together in probably 10 years, maybe somewhere around there. And the first five minutes that they were together, arguing like no other. And I, I walked out and I left. I went to a friend's house to celebrate Christmas there and it was miserable. You know, it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. And, and again, co-parenting isn't possible in every situation, but if there is a chance to, uh, you know, take care of that relationship between you and the baby's father or the baby's mother, and you can uh, have it to where your kid has both parents, please, I am I, speaking from a, a person who wishes every day that they could have had healthy uh, two-parent household growing up. Please try your best to make that relationship, you know, work for that kid, for your kids, um, just for the simple fact that, you know, mental health is something that I take very seriously. And it's something that I wish I didn't have to struggle with for so long. Um, I wish I could have had a dad who told me that it's okay to feel the way that I did and not insult me. And I wish that I had a mom who didn't tell me to share things and then use it against me if you know something went wrong in the household or an argument or something because she did that she used a lot of my pain against me and my dad used my pain as as a way to insult me so you know if if possible guys i just 
please try and work out the relationship between you and the other parent because it's so important for kids to have uh, both parents in their life in a healthy way, of course. Um, I, I've seen and I know way too many people who have uh, toxic relationships with their parents because of how they grew up and uh, how they were forced to stay together for the kids. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard that sentence. Oh, well, we're staying together until so-and-so is 18 or we're going to wait until they're out of school. And I just, it, it breaks my heart to hear that because if you're unhappy in a situation, you shouldn't have to drag yourself through literal hell just to make your kids happy. Yes, the kids, the kids' happiness is everything. And I understand a lot of you put your kids' happiness before your own. But you gotta you gotta learn to balance. You gotta learn to put your happiness and their happiness at the same level. You know, it's it's great to put other people first. You know, you're selfless, you're uh, you know, you're a great person for doing that. But you also gotta worry about yourself too, because if you're run down, you're beat down and mentally exhausted, and your kid sees that, what's that kid gonna think? Oh, well, this is normal. That was me. That was me. My mom and dad fought every single day from the day they divorced all the way up until I don't know, probably until now. I mean, they're still arguing, but they still argue. You know, they still insult each other. And uh you know, and like I said, she she worried about her next relationship. She worried about um every other man and besides her parent, uh besides her um her own kids and uh you know, it, it resulted into what I am today. I'm not, I'm not suicidal. I'm not like overly sad, but I do struggle with mental health. And I just want to get this message out there the best that I know how to. Um, so let's talk about the toll that it takes on the parents being a, a single parent. So feeling like you're stretched too thin. Um, I Again, what I, what I was just mentioning, you know, you run yourself into the ground so hard that you just, you know, you can't function and you just drag yourself to bring your kids to school or you drag yourself into um, helping them with homework. And, you know, you create a miserable, toxic environment for not only yourself, but for those kids as well. And, you know, again, this is why I'm really big on therapy, because to me personally, I feel unless you're mentally ready and I'm not even talking about financial, because I don't think you could ever be financially ready to have children. I'm talking about mentally ready. If you can get yourself at a mental level where, yeah, I can emotionally take care of my kids as, as well as financially take care of my kids. That's what I want to be. I don't want to be, oh, well, I have money in the bank, so that's enough to raise a kid. No, man. Like, it, it's so much more than that. You know, I I grew up never wanting materialistic shit. You know, we, we shopped at really cheap clothing stores. You know, it's... Uh, uh, there was always arguments about child support. You know, it's you're stretching yourself way too thin by uh, creating that miserable environment around you. And it's it's just something I, I wanted to put at the top of the list because um, it goes hand in hand with this next bullet, um, financially supporting the family. Uh, I have a really good friend who um, who supports five people in his household and he's the only one working at the moment. And it's tough. You know, it, it's not a single parent household, you know, he's married and he has a kid, but it, it's, it's tough trying to put that much weight on your shoulders and not have that support. You know, I, 
sure, child support is a thing and um, very necessary in a lot of situations. But I, I would, I would want to work out the relationship before I would want to financially rely on somebody else's paycheck while I'm taking care of my own kids. You know, obviously, I understand the benefit of child support, but I watched child support destroy my dad. You know, it's it made him resentful. It made him very bitter about a lot of things. And uh, it created a lot more tension in the household between me and him because I stayed with my mom and my brother stayed with my dad. Uh, it created a lot of tension there. Um, and especially around times when we were getting school clothes, you know, it's just like, oh, well, your mom was supposed to buy them. Oh, well, your dad was supposed to buy them. It's tug of war bullshit. And I just, I, I really wish, um, I wish people would put communication before uh, financial bullshit. Um, disagreements and custody disputes. So this is something I really wanted to talk about as well, because uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, there are just as many deadbeat moms that aren't talked about as, as much as there are deadbeat fathers. Um, my dad had uh, shared custody with my mom and she claimed us uh, at one point she left the state and my dad was taking care of us for, for a while. Um, and he was still paying her child support because this, the, you know, the, the system with child support works against man, no matter what she was still getting money from him. And, you know, he was, he was kind of at the point in his life where he's like, you know, I feel bad because she's in this state and wanted to take care of her. And then, um it, it just got worse because my mom tried cheating the system a couple times uh she tried claiming my sister when she wasn't taking care of her um custody custody disputes are probably the nastiest part of of single parents um i i feel there are way too many situations where the moms are getting the kids over the dad and i strongly disagree on on how the system treats men. Uh, again, I'm not saying that all all fathers are perfect and are worthy of taking care of kids full time, but I also don't feel that the the system is very fair in terms of who's the better parent. Because if you look at look at history and nine times out of ten, I mean, shit. Look at look at the Casey Anthony situation. You know, she was accused of what she was accused of, and she was found innocent, quote unquote. And um, you know, I, I would feel like um, she shouldn't be allowed to have kids after a situation, whether she did or didn't. I'm not putting my belief out there just because I'm not going to. Um, but, you know, she's allowed to have kids still. People like her shouldn't have kids again. And, you know, again, it, it falls into the conversation of um, some women should not have custody of their kids because they're not emotionally stable. And my situation, my mom should have never had us as long as she did. My aunt almost adopted me because of the shit my mom was putting my dad through. And I was four or five years old um, when that happened, when uh, this shit started happening. So another bullet I wrote on there was no personal time. Again, uh, putting your kids first and uh, not having any time for yourself and not being able to refill your cup, essentially. Um I think it's all a matter of self-love. If you gotta have you gotta have a really high will of self-love um, to be a single parent, man, because you're always down on yourself. You're always saying that you're not a good enough mom, you're not a good enough father. And again, society 
uh, loves to paint that picture for single fathers who, oh, well, he's a single father, so he's probably probably did this to the mom or, you know, there's always that stereotype of a single father. Um, and with um, with single mothers, I know the personal time is, is really hard because you're taking them to school, you're making sure that uh, you're going to the PTA meetings, uh, you know, whatever whatever it is you do throughout your day, I, I can't imagine um, not being able to put any personal time aside for yourself because especially in today's economy, man, uh, just everything is so expensive and it's nearly impossible without any kind of help uh, to, to live on your own with kids. Some people do it and you guys are, you guys are freaking superheroes and I'll forever say that, but I digress. Um, loneliness and isolation um, I think this falls under the category of my mom, um, where she went from guy to guy to one, not only um, benefit herself in some financial way, or because she was lonely. And, you know, it bled onto it bled onto me, you know, I, I have been single for a very long time. And the loneliness kind of hits you in the back of the head. It's like, well, maybe I'm not good enough to find a relationship or maybe I'm not this, maybe I'm not that. And that was listening to her over the years. That was something that just, it was chirped, not directly to me, but to where I heard it and it drilled in the back of my head that she went from uh, my dad to probably like 20 other relationships to where she is now on her second, third marriage or whatever it is now. And uh, loneliness is something you, you just don't mess around with, man. You get involved in the wrong people. Um, you end up neglecting your kids and it's just, it's hard, man. It's, I, again, I don't wish single parenthood on anybody, on anybody. I, I would rather have a healthy household and, you know, communication and, and trust and all that stuff. And uh, I feel like that's something really missing out of today's society where we're normalizing uh, a single parent household. And, and I read a quote um, before I started recording and it said, stop calling single parent households a broken home uh, because it's not just because there's one parent in there doesn't mean uh, the home is broken. While that may be the case to the parent, whoever wrote that, that might not be the, the case for the kid. Um, I say I came from a broken home because I did. My parents are severely unstable human beings. My my dad was never emotionally there. He never taught me how to do shit. He was, again, he used any pain I was going through as a way as a means to insult me. Uh, my mom used my pain up to use it against me. You know, she mentally, emotionally, and physically abused me. And that's I I came from a broken home. You know, all this shit that I have now, the every the computer. Everything that I have in this house is because of me and it's because I came from that broken home and what I didn't want in my life. And now I have solitude in my house. Nobody lives with me because I like the peace and I, you can call it isolation, um, but I would rather be here uh, by myself opposed to having someone yell at me just to save money. You know what I mean? And it, it's, that's something um that I feel is is another really big black cloud over single parents is not having a significant other to lean on in times that you're struggling. You can't refill your cup because there's nobody there to hold the cup for you. You know, you're you're doing everything yourself and you're trying to show your kid that you're strong and 
you're this and you're that. But in the meantime, they're just seeing you struggle. They're seeing you, uh, you know, maybe they're peeking through the door while you're crying because you're trying to figure out how to pay your next bill. There, there There's so much uh, mental health related shit that people go through as single parents. And I, I've seen it firsthand um, how I grew up. I, I, you know, watched my parents uh, fall apart after they got divorced and you know my dad got a house and he was well off for a little while and now he's at the point where he has to sell the house because nobody lives with him anymore and now he's struggling uh, with his mental health stuff and it's just it's heartbreaking to see people without a spouse in 2023 because again communication is lost trust is lost you don't know what anybody's intentions are anymore um I, I was always under the impression now that I'm older, I can pretty much confirm it. But um, I think my mom was always waiting for um, them to have a daughter for her to leave so she can have somebody to mold to be just like her, to uh, to cheat the system like she has, to uh, uh, practice vict uh, toxic victimhood because that's what she does. Um, so many things, so many things that my mom uh, bled into my sister and unfortunately, you know, my sister, she's a wonderful human being. I love her to death, but uh, she carries a lot of the the bad traits that my mom has, unfortunately. And, you know, single parent household or single parent mentality, even, my, even though my mom was with other guys, those guys that my sister met, um, because she's always lived with my mom, um, she's just kind of like, oh, well, this is what I need to do for myself. Go from relationship to relationship till I'm happy. If he can't pay for everything, then I'm not happy. That's that's my mom's mentality. And that's a lot of people in today's society's mentality too. Um, the last bullet I had on there is uh, taking care of yourselves. Um, you know, you always uh, see those jokes on Facebook saying, oh, well, when you're a single mom, you just let yourself go. You don't do your hair. You don't do this. You don't do that. Um, and the, you got the single fathers who, you know, drink their days away. And it's just like, oh, well, I got the kids taken taken care of and now I'm gonna you know drink and watch tv or whatever you do um that's not everybody on both sides that's not everybody so before anybody <laughs> has a panic attack about that comment um I just uh I feel that you know like I said when you're pouring from an empty cup and you stop taking care of the things that are a necessity like your health your mental health your Emotional health, your spiritual health just starts, you know, deteriorating because you're not taking care of the person in the mirror. And that that goes that goes with a lot of people who um, just always feel that loneliness with, with inside them. They always need to be in a relationship. I've I've met probably more people who go through relationships more than anything else. Like it's it's insane. They break up with somebody and they're with somebody a week later, a month later. It's it's insane to me. I don't understand how people function like that. Um, so let's talk about the toll it takes on children. Um, so you got abandonment issues. Um, that's something that I struggled with probably my entire life. Um, anytime a friend would walk out of my life, anytime uh, a love interest, uh, if I had one at the time, walked out, I would always feel like, I was I did something wrong or why did you leave and you just fall into that rut of of, of depression. Um, then you got the lack of feeling secure. 
uh, like I mentioned earlier, um, moving around from place to place and just never being able to stay in one home because, you know, your parents are parent or unstable um, and you just don't ever feel that security. Um, that's something that resonated me probably harder than the abandonment thing because um, I feel I ended up getting this apartment at the right time in the right place. And it was my first place on my own. I finally felt uh, a place of security. Um, I finally felt stability and I had to make it happen for myself. No kid or uh, no, yeah, no child growing up from a single parent um, should ever have to feel like they can't ever feel secure. There are some wonderful single parents out there and I know a lot of them but there are also really shitty single parents who uh, are just completely in a, in the wrong environment around their kids. And you just see what they do around their kids. And then the kids pick up on that and, you know, they're running away or uh, heaven forbid a suicide attempt or have anxiety or whatever it is. And I, I was diagnosed with depression at 14, uh, did a lot of self-harm Um in my ninth grade year and I attempted twice and again it's one of those things I never felt secure I never felt I belonged anywhere and that progressed into moving 20 plus times three different high schools uh you name it it was it was crazy my again my childhood was crazy my teen years were even worse and I'm not here to here to compare with anybody but you know it's Again, I'm going to repeat this message probably a few times. If if there's a way to work out the relationship with that person that you had a kid with, please do. Because um, there are a lot of things that I went through that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Um, future confidence or self, uh, self-esteem self issues. Um, I was always told that I was a piece of shit like my father by my own mom. Um, my mom was probably the first woman in my life to break my heart because of the things she said to me. Um, she has called me every insult in the book and my dad was never there to really like step in and be like hey this isn't the way you talk to your 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 kids like um i i just i just feel with the self-esteem thing man um if you're not validating your kids validating what they're going through or listening to them and i know a lot of parents fall into that trap of listening and just responding instead of just listening to them. Um, there, there should be no reason for a suicide rate of, of kids. I, just, you know, at all in general, but kids too. There, there shouldn't be any rates of, of uh, 15 or 14, 25. That's just at an all-time high right now. And it's because of, you know, coming from broken homes, coming from parents who just don't give a shit. And, uh, you know, I, I've said it to my therapist many times. Um, I, I I truly think that if I were to, you know, by chance pass away, um, heaven forbid, um, nobody would know until somebody found me there because I, I don't have a relationship with my parents. I don't have a relationship with my mom. I don't really have that good of a relationship with my dad. And my siblings and I are split apart. Um my mom used my brother and I's uh, relationship with each other against each other. Um, she would always capitalize on 
him just being an antagonizer while we were kids and it, it manifested into a lot of anger uh, within myself and his relationship with my dad was completely different than what I had with him. So that made it even worse. If I would have had both parents um, growing up with Cameron and Kayla, I think it would have been a lot different because then they can clash off with each other and be like, hey, I, I do this this way. Um, you know, they're grounded and, you know, not the whole you're grounded here, but not there kind of shit. Because that's they did that a lot, too. Um, instability with the living situation, again, stability and security. Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of single parents uh, go through the stability uh, living situation issue because they don't know. Um, they don't really know how to stay in one place or not, not, that's not how I want to word it. They, they don't know how to, um, keep themselves in a financially stable place long enough to, to keep that stability. You know, again, expensive economy, uh, being a single parent, not having child support to rely on, you know, there's a lot of factors in there and, I just I wish that there wasn't so many people out there that had kids with no father or no mom. Um, it's way too common. And I think we're getting a little better at the co-parenting generation. But, you know, we still got a long way to go, just like everything else with mental health. Um, I wrote down some mental health tips for single parents. Um, again, this is not coming from a single parent or a parent for that matter. Um, this is more... I wanted to write these down um, for you guys, for, for my listeners who are single parents, uh, who do struggle with some of these things. Um, include the kids, you know, include them in everything that um, that you want to do, you know, family events, Christmas or holiday events. You know, uh, again, I hated going to two different houses for the holidays. Um, I know growing up, it's like, oh, yeah, you get twice the amount of presents. I would trade going to two different houses for both my parents um, being together. Um, but that's just me. That's my inner child speaking. And that's a lot of hurt coming out. Um, schedule some time for you. Because again, like we talked about uh, earlier, there's no personal time um, that you got, that you put aside for yourself. Um, you know, it's taking care of yourself. Even if it's an hour, you know, self-care is still self-care. There's no wrong way to take care of yourself. You know, it's, uh, whether that go to the spa or, you know, go for a nature walk, you know, see a sunset, whatever it is, self-care uh, is meant to take care of you. Um, avoid comparing. Um, this is something I wanted to write because this is something my mom did uh, growing up. Oh, well, uh, it's Christmas time. I bought, uh, bought you kids all this, but I, I have a friend, Ellie, who uh, bought her kid uh, a brand new Benz when he was 16 years old and uh, they have a bunch of horses and this and that and she still does that shit today she still does the comparing shit today um, anytime I try to put up a boundary with her it's always oh well this mom has a drug addiction and her kids still still love her and take care of her blah blah blah, blah and you know just completely devalues anything that I'm feeling or anything that I'm dealing with um with her ask for help man uh i i wore this shirt on purpose true true strength is asking for help don't hesitate to ask people who are willing to help you to help you if you need somebody to drive your kids to to school that day or if you need somebody to babysit uh, i mean you know there's 
there's so many there's so many willing people out there to help that while they may not speak out loud um maybe they'll send it to you in a message or maybe they have sent it to you in a message don't be afraid to ask people for help um i I just feel that there are way too many people out there that just are too proud to ask for help and i was one of those people but don't get to the point of where you're so mentally physically and emotionally worn out that you just don't want to be around your kids because i have i have seen that and i don't want I, i don't want more kids to experience what I had to experience. Um, I I wrote down two quotes um, for you guys today. Um, One quote being uh, just a regular quote on the topic. And then I wrote an affirmation down as well. Um, And I hope you enjoy both. The first one is from Angela. And I'm going to butcher this last name. So I apologize. Angela uh, Schwint. Schwint, I think is how you say her last name. Uh, While we try to teach our children all about life, our children teach us what life is all about. Um, I feel like there's a lot of meaning um, behind that um, for everybody. Uh, There's definitely a powerful message in there. And then of course, uh, this one didn't have an author attached to it, but it was a um, affirmation uh, to all the single parents who are feeling lonely, stressed, overwhelmed, exhausted, and continue to pull through each day for the sake of your children. Never doubt that you are good enough. You are amazing. And I cannot stress that message enough for you guys. You guys are all phenomenal human beings. Um, Again, thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Uh, I'm going to leave a QA and a at the bottom of this uh, podcast on Spotify as well. If you have any suggestions on what you would like me to cover, or if you want to come on here and share your story, send me a message on Facebook. Um, This podcast is available on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Um, it's not on anything else right now. Um, it's on Instagram too. If you guys follow, it's just mental health pod, um, on Instagram. Um, but other than that, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, please be well, and most importantly, be gentle with yourselves until next time. Take care guys.